Welcome to Lords of Order, the Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm Ed Moore, your host. This is a spoiler podcast, so keep that in mind as we proceed. Those of you who are inclined to leave feedback, you can send an email to the Dr. Fate podcast at gmail.com. Comments at bigtimenoise.com slash Dr. Fate. We are part of the Deliberate Noise Network, the Comic Book Noise Subnetwork. Or, Lords of Order are on Facebook and Google+. The issue this episode is Earth 2, number 14, dated September 2013, and the story is entitled Battle Cry. Now, uh, for those of you that have been listening, the uh, previous new appearance that we did was, that I did, rather, was Earth 2, uh, issue 12. Read issue 13, no Dr. Fate, issue 13 is right out, so... Moving on, we have uh, James Robinson as the writer of this issue, Nicholas Scott as the penciler, Trevor Scott the inker, Desi Sinti the letterer, and Pete Patesis is the colorist. And uh, we have kind of an interesting cover. It's kind of tough to describe. It's Dr. Fate, Green Lantern, and the Flash with uh, uh, busts, basically with war stretched out underneath. Um interesting art you just have to look up the cover and, and check it out it's it's kind of hard to describe it's rather an older style black and white with fate's helmet green lantern's symbol and flash's symbol colored uh, everything else is in black and white just, just an interesting interesting cover so the story this time opens up in at uh, Durain's Inland Steps. Durain is a country in the New 52, uh, which puts us 4.6 miles south by southeast of St. Dremere, the nation's capital. Now, it looks like there is a... Uh, you kind of can see the capital here in the background. There's uh, a patrol going on, both foot soldiers and some rather nasty armored uh, gun mounts, basically, two-leg walking gun mounts. Now, what has happened is, is Durain has uh, declared war, and they are marshalling their forces, waiting for the world army to come and try to stop what it is that Durain's king is wanting to do. Durain's king being Steppenwolf, a general in Desaad's army, uh, not Desaad, excuse me, um, Darkseid's army, there we go. Darkseid being the big bad that has put Earth 2 in the state that it's in previous to the start of the book. Darkseid's attack on Earth is what basically is the impetus for the nature of things on Earth 2. A lot of different things have happened, uh, affecting the big three, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, who are all dead, having sacrificed themselves to beat back Darkseid's initial attempt at conquest. But there are remainders, um, apocalypse creatures, or, or apocalyptian creatures. Um, Desaad is going to make an appearance here in a bit. He's a creature from Apocalypse. Uh, Steppenwolf, uh, and you also have people like Big Barda who is here. Just uh, different aspects that are still here, but they're kind of disjointed because all of the story between now when the book started and the Dark Side War 
has not been told yet. They're kind of filling in the gaps as they go. But here we see Dr. Fate, Green Lantern, and the Flash as they are attacking Del Rain's forces. Um, nothing really to speak of, per se, just a typical uh, attack, super-powered guys defeating more traditional military, but not necessarily our tradition. This is apocalyptic technology that is being used, but still, it is um, pretty soundly defeated by... Green Lantern, Dr. Fate, and The Flash. We have a quick uh, flashback to Alan Scott's apartment in New York where the three of them decided to initiate this, to to take the offensive and not wait for the world armies to attack. Uh, Nicholas Scott's art is is just killer. Uh, We have one image here during the fight of uh, Dr. Fate in the air, uh, summoning a shield with one hand and an offensive power with his right hand, uh, a ray perhaps, or casting a spell or something like that. But it's it's a it's a really cool image with the magical shield emanating from the wrist hand of of his left hand protecting himself. So as we move on through, uh, we we have various. Um, panels of the three heroes using their powers to their uh, best effect against the individuals, the armored foot soldiers, the uh, larger mobile gun mounts. Uh, We switch back to uh, Dremere, where we have a couple panels of Steppenwolf being advised by an underling that the attacks have begun, but they are wonders, not the world army. And so Steppenwolf indicates that uh, it's time for them to release the hounds, which we have a panel here, and we see three individuals. You assume that they are wonders also. Um, Green Lantern, Flash, and Dr. Fate have dispatched the unit that they initially attacked, Reinforcements are released and are on their way, but the reinforcements are suddenly attacked by something. We see a giant energy nimbus hand pounding on the ground. We see a flurry of red arrows taking out flying and grounded foot soldiers. We see energy beams lancing out and uh, destroying sections of the advancing column of soldiers. And then suddenly, these uh, these people turn their attention to the wonders, and we see that it is um, Sandy and the Sandmen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them. Um, one of them is Red Arrow. One of them is um, I'm not sure what he's calling himself. He's he he was the Atom. Uh, the uh, gentleman that can enlarge himself and then we have uh, the Sandman, Sandy in in the New 52 and then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 conceivably just foot soldiers because they're all dressed the same they don't have any um, particular fancy weaponry or anything like that so they are the front force front unit for the world armies we see that the world armies are indeed uh, launching an attack. We have, I don't know, 60 or 70 
air units here, each carrying soldiers, discussion between those leading the invasion and those in charge of the invasion back at a safe at a safe location, of course, uh, discussing back and forth what is going on. You know, I'm surprised that uh, that some people were involved and other people were. It, it's just political stuff. Just that's all. It really, in my mind, really didn't add anything to the story. We also see that uh, in the lead of the invading force is gentleman that has Terry Sloan in hand. Um, Mr. Perfect is is also a part, so he is a, a wonder working for the World Armies. Cut back to the battleground. The, um, the wonders, Dr. Fate, Green Lantern, and Flash, and the Sandman are kind of at a standoff, talking back and forth. The Sandman have been dispatched before to capture wonders because there are not supposed to be any uh, unaffiliated wonders. They are captured and they're indoctrinated as the Red Arrow has been, as the uh, Adam has been. Or they're considered bad guys, one or the other. There's no in-between. So these three, Fate, Green Lantern, and Flash, are unaffiliated. So the Sandmen have been dispatched before to capture them and bring them in. So here they have an opportunity to do this, even though it's on, a, on another battlefield. And everyone is discussing, basically the two sides, that opportunity. Well, in the midst of this, the Sandmen are attacked, and we see the three hounds uh, that um, Steppenwolf released. One is a frailish-looking, wafy female uh, emanating nimbuses of purple energy in wave patterns from both of her hands. Another is a kind of evil, a little bit more serpentine-looking dude whose arms and legs and shoulders and neck appear to be armored. Uh, perhaps his whole body but his head, but he has kind of a... a, uh, a <sighs> a waif shrift kind of um, cloth over his body, kind of like a, a pauper or a beggar would, something like that. And then here in the lead is a rather large armored uh, figure with reddish a reddish fur cloak, red uh, accessories on his armored body, and glowing circles where his eyes would be on his mask, he, he appears to be, if he's human, he is fully armored with his face fully covered. More like some sort of takeoff on Iron Man, perhaps. And uh, indicates the next issue is the Hunger Dogs of Steppenwolf. So that's that's pretty much where we lead, leave off. Um, nothing really substantial uh, in my mind as far as any kind of character development for Dr. Fate. Um, he is... I guess at this point, pretty much entrenched in this group. This would be the, I don't know, I guess the Justice Society of the New 52, if you had to give it a name. I mean, there's also a a hot girl who hasn't been appearing because she's been separated. She's off somewhere else. Uh, Every now and then there will be a red tornado that uh, will appear. Uh, I believe the red tornado is part of the... um, world army group 
they have uh, steel, which uh, that brings me to also annual number one did not have any Dr. Fate in it, so I I will not be covering that. However, uh, it was character story for steel, another world army wonder, and uh, at the end, he makes reference to a red lantern that, that the world, everyone, needs to be leery about. Uh, as he was dispatched on a mission and came back much uh, physically disturbed, beat up and eat up and all this. And he was speaking of the Red Lantern that must be stopped. Everybody must be aware. So a lot of figures uh, in Earth 2 that are not in the regular New 52 books. However, uh, pulling back to Dr. Fate. Um I guess he's about as developed at this point as he's going to be. The backstory, we saw his origin. We saw his introduction to the Earth 2 world at large. Uh, his introduction to the Wonders, Flash, and Green Lantern. And I don't... Yeah, uh, Hot Girls met him because she met him first. So he's he's pretty much entrenched. Uh, now he's part of the group as, as we move forward in this Earth 2 book. There are several issues coming up that don't cover um, Dr. Fate really at all. They don't contain him. And as we get to a point where I would talk about those books, I'll throw out there that that they will or won't be covered and why as we move on. But the next issue is DC Special Series Volume 2, Issue 10. Uh, again, we are back to our old side of Dr. Fate coverage. This is another origin issue as uh, as I proceed chronologically. So that is what we have up next time. Good luck trying to find that. It's a little difficult to come by. Um, unfortunately, I didn't write down where I ran across this issue. I found it in a, um, actually in like a dime bin at some comic store that I stopped at as uh, Chef Terry and I travel around. I'll try to hit comic book shops wherever we're at, if they're worth it. Um, and I seem to have recall running across the book there. But it's a little more difficult to find, a little bit more obscure book. Um, it may be collected in something if you look around and and Google. I don't believe I've seen it come up on Comixology as something that DC has put out. So this one may be a little bit difficult to come by. But never fear, I have, and I will talk about it next time. See you guys then. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 3.0 unported license.